Sorry, I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't. I confused my Caucasian people. Sorry. Wow, and Franco, and Franco. Who are you gonna call? Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. Mo, don't get me started. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is crazy. <laughs> you see, guys will buzz right back. And then uh, never me. <sighs> never me. Yeah, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. What are we chatting about? Um, just life. How about we change? We're going to change the style. We're not going to do an interview. We're just going to have a general conversation mm. about you working for the Metropolitan 5 Police. Metropolitan Police. Avoid them. If anyone wants to see Franco while he's working, he's at Perryville. <laughs> <laughs> Out in. I beg you. I want to. Oh, cool. Where do you work? Where do you work? He does sign. And what do you do? I actually want to have a one day experience with you, you know, while you're at work. Can be arranged. Yeah, like you've been saying that for the longest. I'm just gonna hassle like, you. I want like your last five appearances in this building. You've always said can be arranged, no, not been arranged at all. You haven't come with me for not. I just want to work with you. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Exactly. I don't it's give a date. You don't say cool. Obviously, no, no, no. obviously, I'm not gonna see everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I work. Yeah. yeah, I'm there already. You guys got lives. You tell me when's best for you. I can arrange it. When are you working next? Anything. Tomorrow. I shall see you tomorrow at Perryville. You can't see me tomorrow at Perryville. Why? Because I'm not going to be based at Perryville. Where are you going to be based? Cobalt Square, Boxing. I shall see you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, honestly, like, I actually just would have a day experience with you. Like, it won't be everything that I do because you, you Obviously, like, I won't be allowed. I won't be I allowed. I the basic on, stuff. I won't be allowed on crime scenes and shit, obviously. You won't like, be allowed out. You take us like in the evidence that. room. Yeah. But what I will say is if you go to Collendale Station and say, I want to ride along with you guys, like, go. Just do it. Just say, I want to ride along with you guys and see what they get up to. I think you'd see them in a different light. What would they let us do? Anyone's allowed to go on a ride along with an officer? No. Anyone? No way. That would be sick. All you have to do is wear a high-vis jacket and they tell you, like, don't get involved, don't don't say stuff and everything like that, but you go with them. That's it. Do you have to sign any forms? Just that you understand what they've told you not to do. That's that. Go anytime, so that's what you do with my officers. You go on a ride along. Would you then, like, what if you witness something? Would you be called in to be a witness or no? No, you'd either stand to the side or you'd be told to stay in the car and watch from there. What about if the officers have no police like pursuit chase? You'd be there with them well, in the car, that is lit. and then you realize how powerful those cars are. It is, I get scared, and I'm just like, nah, yo, I'm, I'm talking normal marked police cars, like they're not that powerful. Yes, they are. Yeah, the Persia is that they roll yes, around. Yes, they in. are. No so, way. when so, yeah. all right, this is partly what my department deals in because we, we specialize in all sorts of vehicles. We'd uh, we've just got uh, uh, vehicles, a load of vehicles signed off to join the fleet because we have a load, like, all the drivers have to go through um, intensive driver training. So you have level four to one, level four is basic. So anyone that has a driver's license has four, a level four license. Then you go up to a response driver. Then you have the tactical pursuit drivers. Is that three. why they have to, uh, when they're in a police chase, they have to confirm that they're allowed to do um, a police chase? You're allowed to do an initial pursuit, but you're always in contact with the control room. And then you'll say what the situation is, and then they'll Describe give advice. Everything. And then it'll be like, yes, pursue or don't. But once you, once, so once you have the drivers, you need the cars. We get the cars. 
and um, people think we just buy them and leave them at that. So they'll be like, oh, you look got Peugeots. Those ain't nothing. Do you really think we're going to spend all that money on a load of cars and just leave them basic? No. You buy a relatively cheaper model. And yeah. And then you soup it up. That's it. So you then think, oh, oh, I've got, I've got this car and I'm going to bun out a Peugeot. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Because you're going up, you're not going up against that one car. You're going up against, who was I talking to yesterday about the channels? Was it you? What? Oh no, it was, who was it? Tim. Yeah. So basically, if you're involved in the police chase, there's something called the in top channel. So every, every officer has a radio and that radio, you can talk to every borough. And the in-top channel, you're talking to every tactical pursuit car in London and India 99, which is the helicopter. So you go and do your thing. If it gets big enough, no matter where you go, you're going to have officers on you because everyone's to every tactical pursuit car in London is on you. Now they're aware of what's going on. So you'd be like, right, I'm going to go from here. I'm going to end up in Knightsbridge. Officers, they'll be ready for you. And the name of the game is to stop it as soon as possible. So don't care. You could be in the Lambo. No, going up against wrecked. our cars. Yeah, the Lambo is faster, but you're going up against everyone. It's not going to end well for you. Mm-hmm. Plus, if we lose you, there's a helicopter on you if it gets that far. So, so you're saying you might have just put in turbos and Peugeots and that? Yeah. That's hard. So go through like a, like a day in the life kind of thing. No, it's probably day different. Day in the life. Let's see if you there's really a lot. work. So you start, at, so I start either 7, 11 or 12.45. You never start a shift during everybody else's rush hour. It's going to end up with officers late, left, right, and center. So 7, 11, 12, 45 is a 12, uh, 12 hour shift. So basically, I'm the forensics commander for West London. There's 12 of us in total. Wow. In the whole, in West London? Or the in whole the whole London? of London, there's 12. Okay. For West London, there's six of us. So I'm one of the six. Wow, right six. now, luckily enough, I'm the most senior one there because the other lot have moved on. Well, is West like a really bad... Um, Place because oh, why is there six in West and then there's twelve six in the rest of yeah there's twelve of us so split so yeah so London's London yeah so London split into two diagonally oh so our base is in the northwest of London we handle the west London uh, west of London and Charlton in the southeast they're down dealing the east half of London oh right so it's right, literally right. like that and then just, yeah just cut right sorry I thought you meant like West as in all the posts because I start with W and then no, North no, no. as in all so, the posts start with N west. So north, north, northwest, west, southwest. Okay. That's, yeah, and a bit of northeast as well. All right. So yeah, it's. But yeah, detect. You have your detectives, your armed policing, your like paedophile sections. Like they are equipped to deal with everything. However, when the government starts cutting numbers and funding, and then officers leave because of stress, retirement, all that sort of stuff, the numbers dwindle. So sometimes you'll find yourself, you have 12 officers working in one borough. 12. For a whole borough. So they have to get help from elsewhere to come and like, plug the gap. Because some boroughs at night, they're quiet. Yeah. Ealing Borough at night is not quiet. So then that's where we go and they'll be like, right, so this person's dead. You guys are forensics. Deal with it. So we deal with it. Pardon? Do you get scared when like, you get a call and it's like very close to our area? You think, oh, it might be so and so for you guys, yeah. Which is why I always tell you, lot, I was like, please don't give me a reason to attend a call where it's you guys. So you get, or worse. you get scared when there's like a call in Finch to your barn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I live in Neva. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There was a stabbing. There was a stabbing on the bus in Muswell Hill, which I'm sure you guys know about. I thought it was one of you guys that were the victim, straight away. Straight away, it's it's things like that where I'm just like, oh crap, like yeah, this could be it. Because the thing is, remember, there's one of me, yeah. How many of you are there? Bad. And everyone keeps coming through the door. Aok, so the the chances of bad news happening grows. Hi. It grows. It grows because I'm not going to forget you, regardless how many years we're. I'm not going to forget you. But if you're in the area, it just grows. So next thing you know, I've got 30 young people which I'm worried about, and it's just like, oh, by the way. Um, something's happened up them sides. Like, uh, and my team, they know about you guys. They know about you guys. So they're always checking and just making sure, like, you know, they'll come in and be like, it's nothing for you to worry about. I'm just like, okay, cool. Where other times they're like, oh, this has just come in and I have to read through it. And I'm just like, ah. Or call comes over the radio and I'm thinking, yeah. Headache. Yeah. 
So for better or worse, like just please don't give me any headaches. See, I could never, I could never put myself in your shoes. You know why not? Knowing that like I've got to attend a job, and it could be one of my brethren's. Like I don't know how you'll do it, but you know people who are about that road life, right? And you could easily get a phone call saying someone's been taken out, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like that's that's normal. Though. Don't yeah. you find that weird saying that's normal? That's know. normal that you might get a phone call saying yeah. one of your boys has been taken out. Yeah. You find that normal, but then you can't put yourself in my shoes, brother. We're in nah, the same shoes. Nah, because then you deal with the whole dead body and shit. I'll get a phone call saying, "Yeah, my man got packed," and I'll carry on with my daily basis, but. You carry on your daily basis. Yeah, but I'm sure of your culture and that same culture take the body, they wash the body, yeah. they prepare the body. So at some point that might be your role. Do you do you, do you enjoy it? I love it. You I love do, your job. I love it? my job. Yo, what? If you you know when you get people waking up and they're like, Oh, I've got to go to work. Oh, it's yeah, a bit yeah. long. See, Franco, he's oh, one of them. Like, yo, I wake up in the wife, morning. I'm, he tells his wife, I'm going to work and you're not stopping me today. <laughs> I wake up, I have a shower, get something to eat, put my clothes on, music's playing, I'm out in the whip. I drive an hour and a half to work, I'm good. But how do you, in that Range Rover, battling traffic, he loves it. <laughs> Believe everyone and everything on the A406. I know he switches on he the lights as well, it. just go speeding fast. <laughs> he loves it. He even pulls out the Porsche one day when he's very excited. So you said you said you you deal with um you've dealt with murders and stuff like that before. Why do you think you're you're able to like not get damaged or emotional or any of these things when you're dealing with? We had this conversation uh, upstairs. Uh, crimes of that nature, because mm. to, to 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 your regular person mm. that will ruin their whole day or might even scar, scar them for life. Seeing mm. a dead body, hearing that someone's been killed. Having to explain that to a family, like these are things that you do day to day that for someone is for someone like me, that would probably be the hardest thing to ever do. It's a combination of stuff. So growing up in the hood, Peckham, in like mid eighties, mid to late eighties, stuff used to happen all the time which desensitizes you, sadly. For example. So just so that for the the audience that seeing people get stabbed up, seeing people get stabbed up, seeing people get shot up. Um, seeing people locked in cars and it's being set alight. And this was before social media. So if you knew about it, it's because you heard about it or, or someone it. was there to see it. So yeah, it was just like, yeah. So me physically seeing violence, that was one thing where I was just like, oh, numb. not numb, not fully numb, desensitized to it. So it wasn't a case of, oh my gosh, that's that's so tragic. It was more of a case of, sad man, but it happens. Yeah, it, it happens. So then fast forward, like growing up, getting into beef on roads and everything like that, that did it. Then you have the period of time I spent in the military where that's just like, there you go, raw reality. Wow. The worst of human wow. behavior. Do you think? Do you think it's a good thing? Your de- do you think your de- de- desensitization is a good thing because one, it helps you do your job properly and without all the stress. But on the other hand, it's it's not. I don't think it's healthy. Do you know what I mean? Because you shouldn't you shouldn't have had to see all those things growing up. But no, it's helped you. So do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Like I'm stuck in the middle. All I can say is it is what it is. I don't know. It's my mom's always just like you made a different stuff because. Some people would have seen the early stuff and been like, that's that. And it stays with them and they don't get involved. But I think it's just the way I process stuff. Like I was talking to some of you lot upstairs and I was like, I'm, I'm a proper computer gamer. I'm a proper gamer. How you so I tend to detach. And world. that's my, yeah, I can detach sometimes and just be like, it's just a game. It's just you a game. PS5. And I'm just doing my thing. No, I ain't getting a PS5. It's almost like, you know how you're playing a computer game and you can play in third person so you can see the character on the screen mm. moving amongst the world rather than looking first person. Yeah, yeah. Right, so really stressful situations. What I've found myself is it's almost like I'm seeing myself work. So I'm, doing, I'm there, I'm present, but I'm also very conscious of what I'm doing. And it's partly, that partly feeds into why I have good memory because I can, I can go to a place and remember it. Been there once. I remember the layout of the room, what was there, and everything like that. Because I'm very much. Uh, yeah, photo memory. Yeah, I was about to ask. That no, not. I want to call it photographic memory, but it's just 
see myself in third person. Like, it so when I told you the story about the woman who disemboweled her own kids, yeah. When I'm telling you it, I'm watching myself there. So you're explaining the story, but then that you're explaining it as a narrator. Yeah, because I was physically there. Yeah, but but in my head, when I'm recalling it, I'm watching myself. Like game, you're yeah, watching yeah, I'm watching myself done. go through it. Okay. And everyone's just, that, that's just a so form man. of detachment. So I'm able to cope with the situation almost. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I control, it's just how I am. It's how everyone deals with that. It's own. just how I am. Can you talk a little bit about being in the military, what you saw, and when you say the worst the of human cool, behaviour, mm-hmm. was that from the British Army, the people in the British Army? Or? No, no. So, what is, so 9-11 happened, and the January after... Um, they started this, like the British Army started a massive campaign, like British Army, be the best. Da, 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 da. Um, then they came to my college, Bacon's College, and they were like, ah, oh, um, we need people to join up. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uni and everything. And they're like, oh, we could pay for that. I was like, okay, cool. All right, let's talk business, innit? Like, if you're going to be paying for me to do X, Y, Z, let's do this. So... They gave a booklet which had all the different jobs, all the different jobs, and one of them was um, intelligence operative. And instead of having a description, it just said, there's no other job like this in the (laughs) British Army. I'm a young guy. I'm impressionable. I was thinking James Bond lifestyle, Aston Martins, bad man suits, guns everywhere, grenades, rocket launchers. I was thinking the life. Um, And then you do your initial training and realise that that is not the life. (laughs) So did you forget you're only in 2002? Like, Pardon? You were in 2002 when you joined the army. When I joined. Damn, How long were you in there for? 10 years. So 2012, so Olympics, you came out? Just before. So how were yeah, you, yeah. you able to complete uni and be in the army at the right. same time? So once you're in, you don't automatically go to war. You've got at least two years before anything happens. Okay. But then... When I'm going to uni in Birmingham, we have our own campus on the Hampstead site. So wherever I'm studying, the army are aware of because they're paying for it. But when they say like basic pass marks, 40%, army want 45, 50%. They always want that extra, that bit of extra. So if I go away on trainings or tours, I'm still doing work. So while everyone's chilling like, ah, yeah, I'm just back and, you know, nah, I'm still working. I'm still working. I'm studying. I'm reading. Journeys are long across the world. I could sit there and sleep or I can study. I was studying. And it really it makes me sound like I was really studious and everything. Like I wasn't. It was a drag. It was a drag. So many deadlines missed. And then the uni is shouting at you. And then your um, commanding, uh, commanding officer is shouting at you. And it was all a bit mad. Then it got to a point where they're like, right, you're going to go fully operational. I was like, okay, cool. Now, being an intelligence operative, what I was responsible for was first the mental state of soldiers going out into the field. So who are you? What are you capable of? What is your mindset? Are you, you going to be able to handle what's out there? What, so did you interview people? Did you assess like... Yeah, so I sit, on, I sit on an assessments and then some people got interviews. And you were the person interviewing them? Yeah. Okay. So from there, we turn around and say, right, what's the situation? So anything to do with battle plans and all that sort of stuff, that's what we were dealing with. And then every, every battle plan had some sort of advantage to be taken. And that's where we came into our own. So we'll be like, right, who's the opposition? This guy, this is his history. This is his family. This is what he does and everything. We get to know that person because either you can manipulate them or you can destroy them. Now, yeah. Now, when you're talking about other people, you've got other intelligence agencies like MI6 who are out there who would do all the dirty work and the digging. And then they'll be like, this is the person's information. And then that's where you see how this person's been torturing someone. You get to see the nastiness that they've been up to, war crimes, all of that. So I'm getting to see these pictures and I'm just like, you did what? I didn't know a human body can do that. How old were you at the time? Oh, Early Mid 40s. to late 20s? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, fam. Mid 20s? Mid 20s. So, yeah. so now it makes sense why he's so, I would say immune to it. Like, the sense of like, you grew up, you grew up caught on the block. Like, you grew up seeing shit. And then with that, you just step back, you went further into it. Like, you went to a battlefield. 
And you saw board like not willfully. Not willfully, because I'm not a frontline. So, hang on, I'm not a, army groom to you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not a frontline soldier. Intelligence operatives aren't frontline soldiers like that. There's different levels to this game. We're not. But then when they turn around and tell you, you go fly into this war zone because we need to pick up a high value, a high value target HVT, and fly out and bring them back to the UK. But then you get caught because some idiot decides to fire rockets at you. You can't just leave your boys. What was I talking about earlier? You don't just, when, if, you're, if you're on job, you don't just leave your boys when shit hits the fan. Excuse my language. You don't. You ever say so if our planes landed, our, well, sorry, our plane was landing. Yeah, we've literally, wheels have just touched the ground. When the wheels touch the ground, these planes can take off straight away. That's how powerful they are. But it's just like, no, if they're firing rockets at our boys, we've got to stay. So we stayed. So you think you're a soldier first. So you run out there and you're part of the fight. So you think you got manipulated into fighting because you, you, you didn't initially sign up for that. But it's you not, ended up no, 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 no. You're a soldier first. Really? You can sign up to be a teacher. You can sign up to be a mechanic. You are a soldier first. It's the army, bruv. It's the so, army. So you thought, so you thought all of that was worth it for your university fees to be covered? Honestly? <laughs> be honest, yeah. No, because oh. I thought it was a James Bond lifestyle. Yeah, at the time. And oh, I thought it was a James yeah, Bond right, lifestyle. Right, right, so right. I was just like, cool, let's roll in it. Because no So lie, at first you thought it was? That's what I thought it was. Then I came back down to earth. Okay. Then I came back down to earth. When I come back down to earth and I realised what I was in, I'm in a four-year contract. You can't just break it like that. Uh-huh. So I was stuck with it. Plus, I wasn't on my own. Like, there was a few of us in college who were just like, yo, we're here. We're part of yeah. this. It was cool. But to say, it was, was my uni degree worth it? No. If you ask me, do you want to know the real truth? Yeah. I'm not even proud I was in the army. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, what is your perspective on what they did in those years that in Iraq, Afghanistan? I don't know where, I don't know where this audio is going, but I'll say it bold. It was a huge lie. A lot of us suffered. Um, my boy Donald Mead, he he was uh, one of the Grenadier Guards. He died out there. I think it was a waste of a death. Rest we were in peace. secondary school together. Wow. We were in secondary school together. We were sitting in geography catching joke. Mad. Quiet guy always wanted to join the army. And I was just like, right, Donald's dead. I found out because when I was back in Birmingham, I saw on the Voice newspaper his face was there. Yeah. And I was just like, right, they got him. IED. Shit, so yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it was worth it. No, there's a lot of young people who died for a lot of old men's beefs. What did, your, like the streets, what did your What did your family yep. think about it all? My grandparents were in the armed forces in Sierra Leone, so oh, it really? wasn't a surprise that I was going to do it. My sister, she was uh, Royal Signals. What's that? Um, it's a communications section of the British Army. Um, my her husband was a medic, so it was kind of like it ran uh, in the family. So then, what did you think? So cool. So in the army, you finished uni. What did you think your future was going to look like? How did you end up being a? Uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know because so I left. I left my contract early because I was just like. you're asking us to do stuff which I don't agree with like obviously we all know the whole Iraq war problems and everything like that that didn't make sense with Tony Blair and all that sort of stuff and like Abu Ghraib and that yeah it was that like at the time that you were there yeah because I imagine a lot of those people were taken as targets but the impression I got is that a lot of them were just like taxi drivers who got bundled into the back of a van when you have when you have an enemy who looks like regular people. Because remember, we're, we're playing the away game. It's not the home game. We're playing the away game. So we're in foreign lands and the enemy looks, acts, dresses and talks like the regular civilian. And it's, it's a hard battle to fight. So with that mentality, rightly or wrongly, everyone's a suspect. So all sorts of people got taken in. All sorts of people got taken in. And a lot of people died unnecessarily on their side. On their side. At the end of the day... A foreign power comes into your country saying X, Y, Z. I'm sorry. The whole 9-11 premise to start with was... Do- I really don't want to get into it. Yeah. The whole 9-11 premise to start with was dodgy. And then you go and involve countries which weren't even part of your original finger-pointing game. And it's just like, hang on, that's just messed up. And now it's just like, I don't understand what you're saying. You just look dodgy. Messed up. Absolutely messed up. I'm not proud of it, but it, it happened. Um, I got fined £2,000 for leaving early. 
Yeah, it was either that or something more serious. And I was just like, mommy, daddy, I need, I need help. I need help. And they're like, 27K. we'll pay that out. So you come back to the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, you're working in bars and pubs uh-huh. after being so pissed off by the way people are. Yep. How the hell you end up in the police force? So while working in the pubs, I met Alex. I was his boss for a bit. I left, I left my first bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left my first bar, did some cocktail bars and nightclubs. And then I heard that pub was failing. So me and my mentor in the business, we decided to go back. And then that's where we met Alex. And Alex was cool. And we, he hated me because I was like assessing him and thinking, who am I going to cut from the team? I couldn't cut anybody because they're all lit. Um, but as me and Alex grew closer, we used to have conversations like, what next? And I remember saying, I want my retirement plan to be me owning a massive warehouse, which I use as a charity where we do... DJ and where we can have a nail bar and Alex is like by the way do you know that I volunteer with AAK I was like who the hell's AAK so he told me about you guys and I was like oh wicked cool so then that's how I started here now starting here I'm not going to name names because I don't you're not thinking it's a pagan or anything but when I turned around and I was talking to this uh, group of people actually yeah it was a group of people and they said listen you're telling us all this thing not to fear feds not to fear feds why don't you just go work for them and I was like I put my money where my mouth is. You just started. So I did. Because he was just, the, he and she were saying, like, you need to, like, we need people who's going to stand up for us and talk for us because there's no one from the hood who's actually part of the feds. And I was just like, because a lot of the people from the hoods who wanted to would have probably had a criminal record or just were that disenfranchised with the law. They were just like, whatever, you lot are pagans. I thought I could make a difference. So I put my money where my mouth is. Do you think you have been making a difference by joining the Federali Police? Definitely. Yeah, tangible change. So, you know how police would do you wrong and you'd be like, oh, well, there's no way I could talk to because they're only going to like look after themselves and nothing's going to get done. I tell people to actively pursue. If you feel you've been wronged by the police, I'll be like, actively pursue it. Put a complaint in. Yeah, but... I see, wait, wait, wait. I see that complaint go through and I make sure I see at the end. Complaints have gone up and police have been held accountable. And I know for a fact, not to say I'm proud of it, but there's been four... There's been four officers that have lost their jobs because they did the madness and I made sure that complaint went through and they're done because the police will don't need pagans like that. On top of that, I don't... I was saying the guys earlier before, I don't think there's, uh, I, I don't think you can arrest yourself out of every single situation. Young people are going to make mistakes and I believe everyone deserves a second chance, at least multiple chances if you can. So with people here who have been caught up with the law, I've made sure for a fact the law didn't chew them up and spit them out. We kept it quiet and he'd be like, you, you, you dodged a bullet there. Done. So my goal was complete. Help who I can. Some people don't get tangled up with the law. Some people don't go pen. So why didn't, officers you, leave. why didn't you, you know the position that you do. I know the position that you do. You, you're like, in the, watch all the cameras and stuff and do the, all of that stuff. Why don't you, why didn't you get hands on in the streets? Honestly? Like, or even before that, did you have to do like, did you have to be a Bobby on the beat first? No, 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 no. I went straight in into my position straight away. How Partly though? because positive discrimination, because they were like, we haven't got enough black people. And I was like, well, I'm black. And they were like, well, you're good enough. Yeah, let's go. Train me up on a job. And they're like, actually, you're quite sick. Um, did they ask you, you just, did they ask you for any qualifications or anything like that? Or did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I studied human behavior and psychology at uni. Right. So, yeah. So that's the, went to uni, human behavior and psychology, intelligence, working with people's minds and all the intelligence stuff, and, and then feed into the police. Not. Uh-huh. That's a trajectory. Was but, it my man that got nicked? Nah, it was his brethren. But I don't... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I don't think at any point that, you know, I can become an officer because they don't get paid as much as me without sounding big-headed. Like, for what they deal with, yeah, think about it. The phones ring. Someone dials 999. There's contact centre... Met CC, they answer on average 10,000 calls a day yep. for all sorts of problems across London. Yeah. And then these people have to go into a situation which they don't know anything about and handle the matter. But you, I thought you said, I thought you said you joined the police to, to help people. I yeah. feel like you can, if you're in the streets, 
And you, you said you joined the police to like stop people thinking that the police are bad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could have done that more by doing it in the streets. Do you know what I'm trying Which to say? Which is why. Than dealing with complaints. Good. No, Which that's is, a good point. That's a good point. Is, obviously, uh, it makes sense you're saying the money's better, but obviously the reasoning that you said that you was going to go... But if you're on the mm-hmm. streets, you, you've got to be doing what the, like, um, what what the officers above you tell you, right? So you've got to be... Nah, not you've really got to be walking because, the beat. Because he's, he's, he's saying that he joined the police because he wanted to make sure... Well, obviously someone said, yeah, to make a difference. So... The, the way I see it is the difference is how you deal with people in the community and stuff like that. You well, can get right, more yeah, more hands on. I'm not saying that's part of the doing problem. your doing your it's job and stuff. Obviously, you have to listen to people that are higher up. But do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I feel like you could have been if you if you was in the streets and doing what you know like what PC Cross does and stuff like that, mm-hmm. jumping out on us and red mm-hmm. tear tear. You can make sure that certain certain lines are not violated and stuff like that. But you know remember, remember. Yeah, it's our job. It's their job to hassle, but it's not. It's not their job to bully. It's their job to bully. Nah, not yeah, really. Still, I wouldn't say that. Their job is just to keep things moving. But some people get overexcited. But I understand what you're saying. Very good point. Yeah, which is why rather than sitting in an office like a lot of high ups do, I roll on road with my team. Sometimes there's nothing for me to do. I'll just be like, "Come, let's just go on patrol," and then we just go. But if you want to affect change. Doing it at ground level is one thing, but you have to go up. You have to go up because that's where the big decisions are made. You can talk, you can shout to an officer on road. Eventually, they'll just be like, look, mate, I'm just doing my job. It's such, I hate that. I hate that. It's, I'm just doing my job. It's such a passive throwaway. I'm just doing my, what do you mean you're just doing your job? That means nothing to you. That means nothing. You just, uh, Jay, I'm just, doing, I'm just doing my job. Conversation's done. Whereas me, further up, I try to change minds, which then gets fed down. And then I make sure I go on patrol so my boots are on the ground. I can't be there for every single situation. Yeah, of course. But then when they submit their crime reports, I have to read them. If I see something wrong, I'm in a position where I could be like, nah, stop. Call a load of inspectors and be like, we need to sort this out because that ain't right. We're not going to brush over that. So I can actually talk to people higher up. And because I'm not an officer and police (coughs) staff, they can't tell me nothing because I don't believe in hierarchy there. If you're chatting BS, you're chatting BS and I'll call you out on it. I don't care whether you're the commissioner. I don't care whether you're a constable. I will call you out because you can't do anything to me. I don't have to follow that hierarchy. That's why. But why is the every single day interactions with the public, so, like why are they continuously, continuously fucked? Like, or because like violent I, or, you know yeah, what I mean? That, and that, that is what the job is. That seems to be like, yeah, that's what they're being told to I hear do. That. I hear you that. You know what I mean? Now, so what it is, it's, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at this objectively. So you have a load of people who aren't taught to communicate. When you join, when you join, the, when you join the police, like as an officer as well, don't think they sit there and teach you how to communicate with people. They don't. They really don't. Can you, can you tick these boxes? Yes, you're honest. And yes, you can process a piece of information. And yes, you can follow and understand the law and everything. They don't sit there and be like, can you connect on a person one-to-one? But if you want to connect to that person one-to-one, you also need time to do it. They don't have time. Response officers don't have time. Like I said, 10,000 calls coming into the Met every day on average. Yeah, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're walking up and down, but those officers... That's the, that's the Safer Neighbourhoods team. They're there to be visual, like, you know, we're here. just to Yeah, but you haven't built that relationship with people. Back in the day, a lot of officers used to tell me, oh, well, you know, a Safer Neighbourhoods officer needs to be able to know everyone. You should be able to know your local neighbourhoods officer's name. They should know your name. You should be able to be like, what's good? You're cool. What officer are you going to relate to? You're not. You're simply not going to do that. You don't know your officer, your local so officer's name. do you think from, let's say, 10 years ago to now, the police have bettered themselves? They, no. They've gone better. Got worse. You think? They got worse. Definitely got worse. So do you think... Definitely got... Right. I, what so I do, what, do you, what, do you think, what do you think needs to change for it to become better? People from our community needs to step in. Imagine the majority of officers at one point didn't live in London. They didn't live in London. They came from outside London and worked inside London. That doesn't make sense. You don't understand the run-ins in London. 
You're coming from Milton Keynes. You don't you don't know how it is up, like down here because you're from up there. You don't get it. But then once you get the people from our community who understand us to start working and communicate with us and connect with us on the level, yeah, well, then I think we might see some but change. I think I feel like I feel like I feel like especially in our community to join the police is a bit harder than someone that someone that would be from Milton Keynes. Not even not even even if you don't have a criminal record. It's about the the reputation and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you put yeah, the Proper environment stigma. that you live in that to join the police. Mm. Obviously I'm pretty sure I I'm I don't know in it like a couple of people when they were kids, obviously my friends now, a couple of people when they were kids wanted to be police officers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Obviously the life that they're into now, like it's a it's it's a bit harder to get into that that type of that type of business. Obviously mm-hmm. the way we see it is is that the police are the enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Because that's the way the man handle themselves when we're when when we're doing stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like for example, see that st- even not even t- just to people like me and stuff like that in my community. Even that even that story about that girl that got strip searched for no reason. Yeah, and now she feels so. Even 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 yo. Even, let's even, talk even, about even that another even another case. This she just the other day another case a girl that had autism. Mm. Obviously, when it comes to police and shit, the man likes to. Well, go on. Man likes to read that shit, innit? You have to. Because man, so when I get arrested and stuff, man knows what I'm saying and I know how they're moving it. Yeah. Even the other day, a case where a girl had autism and they've, they've stopped, they've, they've strip searched her and now she feels suicidal and shit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. when it comes to people like us in like this environment, whatever, whatever, like, I understand, like, sometimes, yeah, like, you get it, it's an it's a enemy, enemy thing, but people mm. like that, like, I just feel like that's just... Out of the line now. Now they're just doing it just because they See, have the power. But that's standard procedure. That strip search of child Q. Yeah, right? but it's standard procedure. But if you read the story, there's there's they stopped no, and the searched. Thing, they the they, they strip searched. She's fourteen and she didn't have her parents there. It wasn't necessary. Right. It wasn't necessary on, what they on, did. Basically, it wasn't on. necessary what they did. Yeah, but they they strip. Bro, hold on. I, even you know the law, innit? The and they can't they can't strip. They can search you. They can't strip search you without your parents if you're under eighteen. Hold on. I'm trying to say. Hold on. Hold on. I hear what you're saying, and you're not wrong, but it's deeper. It's deeper. So with Child Q, now, what is we have um, we have a system called Aware, um, which is on every police system, and anytime something like that happens, they put a post up. It's a bit like uh, Facebook; they put a post up, and everyone can comment on it and everything like that. And one thing you'll notice if you ever saw the comments is everyone was cussing saying that officer violated and they under no circumstances should that have happened forget about policy forget about she may have had something forget all about it never should have happened first off like if you if you if you really if you really have to go down the strip search route what are you looking to find we're talking about weed here yeah we're not talking about a gun a knife which she could have secreted somewhere and of it no we're talking about a better green a bit agree. And she was in an exam. She ain't smoking it there on the spot and everything. Like, it's not that much of a big deal. But when they're talking about, have you heard of the term adultification? Where they're trying to treat you like you're older than you actually are. Yeah. That's what happens with a lot of these young girls these days. And every officer, apart from one sad inspector, which I'll get onto, every officer was just like, that should never have happened. So I'm personally, I'm glad to hear the Met as a whole yeah, but don't agree say, with that. They're saying that now, though. But no, 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 no. Facts, they when, it when it's happening, they and, and saying because they have the options. Because even, even what are they like, gonna say? Exactly, we agree. Exactly. Like if when they get when the when the, the spotlights on them, everyone's gonna put their hands up and say, "Yo, it shouldn't happen." Except the no, officers no, 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 have no, no, done no. it, though. No, 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 no. For no, example, no. Franco, no, I know you in it, and I know you truly believe that. Yo, that shouldn't have happened and shit. But fam, come on! When the sport, when that when it's happening and that they could have prevented it so many like they wait 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 yes you're not yeah, wrong you're not they, wrong there's so many points where they could have said yo like what the fuck are you doing? yes you're not wrong however wait wait because what you're doing you're going you're slightly boarding onto the fact of one officer did it so everyone's like don't be very careful with painting everybody with the same brush yeah because when I said when I said wait 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 when I say but when I say that message board, that message board isn't public. It's just officers. It's just officers. Everyone was cussing because the majority of people are actually decent. Now, you hear, you hear and experience the worst of it. And I promise you, it's a minority. It is a minority. Now, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to do that whole, where it's one bad apple, so it spreads. Forget that. What I'm saying is, be very careful not to paint everybody with the same brush. Because the majority of officers would not tolerate that by any means. Yeah. There was one inspector. There was one inspector who said, 
it's the wording he used. He was just like, oh, well, I don't see much of a problem with it. She had an illicit substance in a controlled environment. And everyone's like, hold on. Where was that controlled environment when she had to be searched? Where was the, where, cause the actual teachers left. She needs to have a, um, oh, what's the term? See, they, they, searched her, they searched her in the school. Exactly. You that's see what I'm saying? Worse. That's even like yeah. even me. I thought they searched in the station. That's even. That's even, bro. That's she needs to have. She needs. You can't do that. And there exactly. wasn't just one officer there. There was yeah. multiple. Exactly. They thought they were okay because there was a woman there. Oh, and do you know what? Do you know what I do? And it's like, no. You need to have an. Appro- that's it. Do you know? Do you know what? The main reason why they thought it was okay is because they're abusing their power. Geefrig. That's the main reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're saying appropriate adult. How the fuck is that teacher an appropriate adult? I don't, bro. I'm not getting fucking searched. A strip search in front of a teacher—that ain't my appropriate adult. I don't know that teacher. Wait, she just. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if the search was, if it, if it wasn't weed, if it was something serious, 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 yeah, the teacher should have been there. It weren't that serious. Exactly. Yeah, weren't that serious. So first of all, it shouldn't have ever happened. First of all, yeah. that whole the whole situation should never have happened. What I'm saying is, they if they want to, if they really wanted to do that, they would have had to have proper grounds to which exactly they didn't. Grounds, didn't have it. But if it was that serious, you need to have an appropriate. Adult. And what I don't understand is, plus on top of that, if she turns around and it's common knowledge she's on her period at the time, obviously nothing's going to be got down there. What are you exactly. looking for? Exactly. And the thing is, what I don't understand is this situation's new. The same situation literally happened like a couple months ago. It's not it's you, like though. you, man. It's like not you, man. But it's like the police. They don't listen, bro. They think that they think that they can do anything they want to and just get away with it. Like, yo, if man, if man got in trouble for something like a couple months ago, I'm not gonna do the same thing again, bro. The police do it over and over again. It's yeah. some bullshit now. But that man. goes you know to that, that goes to the thing of like it is that's not a new or an unusual experience or thing to happen for the police to do. They over. It's been happening. It's been happening decades, decades. thousands and thousands of times. Before our time, the same conversation has been had. Exactly. So then that brings me to the point where why do we even why do we even have the police then? Because then, man, I feel like I feel like if I go into a station, I promise you, whenever I go into a station, man's scared, fam. Because, like, yo, like, I feel like these men are just going to violate, man, for no reason and shit like that. To get what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say, I don't feel protected in my, in my community and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I could just be walking with my friend and a man just gets jumped out on. And then who am I? Go- I can't argue with the police. Like, as mm-hmm. you said, they just said, yo, I'm doing my job. To get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of even having the police here if they're just not even just violating people that, that maybe should, not should, but, like, maybe can hold it. But now they're just violating young girls, girls. and stuff like that. It what just I'd say to no that sense. is... If you don't have the like, what else? What I'd say to that is, if you don't have the police, what else? What do you mean? So, what else? Like, so, so we, okay, so we get we can scrap answer the police. That. What can, else? Can I answer that? So, like you say, um, the the Met Police get ten thousand calls a day mm-hmm. that they have to respond to. Mm-hmm. Okay, some of them might be okay, murder, for example. Mm-hmm. You have to have detectives come on the scene. You have to have people who can uh, work out what's happened, work out who's done what, yeah. investigate. That if that's what the police do, then fine. But I would imagine that the majority of those calls are calls that actually the police, like you said yourself, you're not trained as a police officer to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. You're trained to go and do your, the job that you, you know, whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine the majority of those calls are would be better served by an, an a, a professional trained in communication mm-hmm. that is not. That is not about investigation of crime. You know what I mean? Like the majority of them, the majority of calls are actually crimes. Where I say the police shouldn't be involved in is almost like a lot of the situations with um, poor mental health. Yeah, which which I like, completely which agree. Which nobody most, wants to be. No, like obviously, yeah, obviously tra- I, I, told, I agree with that as well because. Yo, like, let's give them props, innit? They're men on the police. They're not here to fucking listen to listen to sob stories and fucking my girlfriend broke up. Like, yo, that's not like their domestics. Job. Domestics, police won't bother with. Yeah, domestics. that's what I'm saying. So they'll back out the domestic. As long as no one's in danger, they'll be like, listen, you over there, you over there. If you have to come back, one of you is leaving. Yeah, it's a quick done. Domestics, it's quick over and done with. They don't get involved in that. They don't. Society itself has to change because I understand like the whole A cab or cops are bastards and if I understand that, but I'm always saying, but then what else? Because if you turn around and said, All right, tomorrow there's no police, I guarantee everyone that was calling for the downfall of police will be the victims tomorrow. Straight yes, but away. The way so it has to be a shift. It has to be a shift. Uh, that's why I'm thinking it's not one answer. I think people from our community need to go in to dilute the problem. If you have a if you if you have if you have a if you have a drink 
and it's too like you put a bit of squash into a glass, taste it, it's too strong. What do you do? You dilute it. Yeah, yeah so it's cool. more palatable. What so we saying? go in to mix it. On top of that, there's certain things where the community needs to step up and say, we don't yeah. want the police going in when someone's having a mental health crisis. Not in not yes, there are what? mental health situations where people it's dangerous. It's definitely dangerous. But a lot of them, like a naked man running down the street, he's not harming anybody. Yeah, cool, but, but it's a problem. Someone else can deal with that and go and help. Uh, yeah, cool. You're saying step up and stuff like that. And who are we supposed to step up to? Our, our, our prime minister. No, when I say step up, when I say step up, I mean there's certain things we need to be in control of. When I say step up, perfect example. When you have youngers on road acting up, just on road acting like a dickhead, not doing anything illegal, but just acting like a dickhead. <laughs> when I was growing up, some random woman would clap me in the back of the head, like, behave yourself. What you do? I don't know who you are, but you're old enough to be my mum. Clap me behind the head and be like, what are you doing? Fix up. What are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> if that was to happen today, <laughs> with a certain someone that we all know, that woman will get boxed in the face. Yeah. But I feel like, odd, as, as so you're saying as well, as you're saying as well, yeah, yes. our environment going into the police and stuff like that. Do you feel like, do you feel like, the, the police even make it welcoming for people like us to come into there. Because let's say, let's say I, I had, let's say I was a guy that had gold chain. I ain't got no criminal record, but I was a black guy, I had gold chain. <laughs> Obviously you, yeah, but no do you think, do you think it was easy for you to get in nope. there? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Them don't, they don't make it easy. But which is why, I know, I know which is why that's part of my job. Exactly. To change, if I'm too low down, I can't, that's why you said you should yeah, be but there's not the enough, ground. There's not enough people like you exactly, doing that. Exactly, which so is why I'm not so it's on kinda, the ground. It's kind of impossible for us to make it's a change. It's not impossible. Though. It's not yeah, impossible. Yeah, but it's harder. It's way harder. All right. Because it's not It's not like, it's not, most, of the, most of the police are white. It's not like, if, yeah. if them man, them man don't make it easy for people like us, not even, I'm not even just saying black people, people from like uh, a broken down community to yeah. get into the police yeah. and stuff like that. That's the thing. I don't think it's strictly racial. I think it's cultural as well. If you're from a certain social class... You're going to feel the wrong end of the police. I'll take it a bit deeper. Black people used to be slaves in America, like across the world, yeah? Black people used to be slaves. Yeah. You talk to that slave and say, one day we'll be free, you know? They'll be like, shut up. Do you know the madnesses I've been through? They're not going to be free. Next thing you know, we're free. Next thing you know, we've got clothes on the back. Next thing you know, we can vote. Next thing you know, we are bathing. So, yeah, but yeah, if I, if I, I don't maybe start talking about slavery, because I'm telling you now, when, oh, anyway, that's a different Things can, what well, my point is, things can change. Right, cool. Things can change. Yeah, but things, Just things, because can, things can change, but I feel like, cool, this is how I feel like, yeah, it can change, but it's still going to be controlled by, by a higher class of, I'm not even gonna like, higher class of white man. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So what I do you do? Like, so I what do you like, do in that situation? I feel like it will it will get like they're gonna throw us bare little eye candies and shit like that. Cool, um, we's gonna get legalized. Cool, stop us actually gonna stop blah blah. But yo, it's still gonna be controlled and shit like that. It's not yeah. real. We're not really gonna be. We're not really gonna be calm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, still gonna but be this, what do you do in that situation? Thing. You need to get involved. You need to when the big conversations are happening at the table. You need to be there, which is what I'm trying to do. How, uh, how? Alex taught me that. You need to be yeah, at but the who, table for right the big now, Who's there speaking for me, though? Who's oh, there speaking apart for from you? Right. Obviously, you, but like, I don't know people that are speak, really speaking for me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They but no, no, but at the same time, have you gone to look? Of because course, there's bro, a whole, I, I do look. You know there's what? a whole Metropolitan Police Black, uh, Black Police Officers Association, which we're all part of. Which is the exact thing you're talking about is what we are doing. Exactly. But and my you point don't is they know should, about the my, point, my point is they shouldn't even need to be that. Do you but know what I'm no, trying to say? They shouldn't. But they shouldn't even we're trying to, to fight, that. so there has to be. Exactly. That's my point. There, there has, has to, to be, be a fight. Don't get fam, twisted. Which, is, which is why I think, yo, like the Don't get it twisted. Some, some 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 black police officers are also a part of the problem yes. as well. Yes. yes. Because they yes. just wanna sometimes fit in yes. with the white man so exactly. that they have yes. that power as well. Exactly. So what do you do? You treat them like the rest of them and then you keep it moving. Yeah, but the right the way I feel the way I feel like the police is you men are at war with yourselves as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 no, you, know, you men are actually... Do you like, know why you we're wanna, at war you wanna, with ourselves? This is how it is. You men are beefing yourselves and then you come and bring the beef to us. No, do you know why we're then, beefing like, ourselves? Yeah. We all know what the institution's like. We know. We're not all the same. So I am beefing that officer because I know that officer's a pagan. I'm not having it. The law changed so they can stop and search you right, for cool. no reason. All right, cool. You're beefing that officer, but who do you think would win in that fight? What do you mean? Like, you just said you're beefing that officer for doing such and such. Yeah. But as you as a black man, yeah. and let's say he's a white male, yeah. who do you think would win that fight? Over? I haven't I'll lost put, yet. I haven't lost yet. I haven't lost yet. 
if and like I always talk, I swear to you, I always tell you lot, if any of you lot were in a madness with the feds, call me. I'm not saying you're going to get off with the charges. I'm just saying I'll be there to make sure they stick to that process and you're treated fairly. If any violation comes, I'll be the first one to stomp that out. And if I do see there's a blatant violation, that guy's job will be on the line because that's how it is. We have entire departments waiting to catch officers out for that. Like, it's because you don't, they don't make it public, which is a conversation that we're trying to have. Officers are leaving the Met, fired from the Met on a weekly basis. Everything from not paying their train fare to violating a member of the public to having sex while on duty to sending um, to having um, racist messages on their phone. It happens, but they just don't let it out because the reason why they don't let it out, they don't want to make the don't look, look bad. They, they, exactly, you yeah. don't want to look like some dickhead. No, exactly. But you man, uh, exactly. Exactly. not you, bro. No, no, I'm not even Fam, you man are actually some, you man are jokes, bro. No, I'm yeah, not listen, even going to lie listen. because you man, you man literally arrest me for shit that you, bro, I swear to God, I can go to the pub. There'll be like 10 Jakes doing coke. And then they, on, on the Monday, they want to start coming arresting guys for fucking having weed and fucking strip searching girls for having a little bit of weed on them. Mm-hmm. You, you man are mm-hmm. actually some hypocrites, bro. Mm-hmm. Like 90% of you. And it's a I wouldn't big, say 90. No. I, bro, I would say I a would lot. Say I would say, a, okay, not 90, no, but way not 90. more than 50%. I wouldn't like, say that either. Nah, man. Because if, if it wasn't either. that, then you might could win this battle. If, you, honestly, if, you man, if there was more of you that... that, that Actually, on the side that no, you, you say you're on the it side is. of, it's tw- it's about twenty percent, and the reason twenty percent. Listen, nah, listen, listen, listen. That's listen. still a lot, though. The twenty percent. The twenty percent is who you see, yeah. But part of that twenty percent are that high up. You don't get to see them, but their influence filters downwards. Exactly. And there are so much more people doing it. Exactly. That violate. And that's that's are supported. Fucked. Like for example, the way you're saying it is well, the way. Literally, you said yeah, you're higher up because you can influence people below her to do what you say. Yes. The way I see it is like olders and youngers. Yes. You get it? Yes. Like if my old, let's say a young G has an old and he says, yo, do this, do that. The younger's going to do it. Yeah. So if you're saying that that 20% is higher up or no, 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 not, all, not, all, of it, not no, all of it, not all of it. Listen, 20% are on the ground. 20% you see, they're on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Out of that 20%, there's like 2% of that 20% who are literally the, the, uppers the commanders the borough sergeants and all that sort of stuff the borough commanders that's them but there's only a handful of them there's like 10 there's bro, like 10 there's the rest 10, of the bro. no listen if the majority of the police were that bad you would know why would you know because you'd be banged up straight off you constantly be harassed you guys are constantly harassed the majority of the police are not like that it's 20 percent. we even know it we even know it. it's 20%. But that 20% are the ones on the ground. And then you add the culture of, say we're, say we're, all, say we're all in one team and we're going to go arrest that guy, yeah? I'm blatantly violating. You lot are shook to say something because you know, higher up, someone's going to make it uncomfortable for you for snitching on your own teammate. So that, <clears throat> like, like, that's interesting, right? Because you're saying like, there is... Like you're not saying it's like one bad apple. You're say, what you're saying is that there's, there's a culture. A, there's a culture there's a, that I don't want to use the term yeah, yeah. bad apple because that's a bit of a throwaway. There's one bad apple that affects loads. Yeah. What I'm saying is there is a culture yeah. which people and, have I'm, learned. I'm, as would you, and in. that's the majority. Would you say? I would say the majority of the police. No, I say twenty percent of the Met Police. The problem is twenty percent spread across, and they're supported by the top. old mindset senior leaders. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So unless you change, I reckon rather than change it from the bottom up, yeah. change it from the top so, down. So there's that. And then the other thing is like the actual policies that are in place with regard for, like very specifically to strip ser- searching minors are like not fit for purpose. And like, so, they, like you say, I, they need to be changed. Personally, I think they need to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like and and because that so that combination of like a culture which is effectively like a racist culture, mm-hmm. and like laws that facilitate that racism mm-hmm. to be enacted, that's a that's a lot of the police. A like for a disaster. Do you know what I mean? Like it would would it? Do you think it would be better just to have police to deal with the serious crimes and investigate them rather because they're not doing anything on prevention? And yes, it, you like, might don't do you might, if you might and why should they? Gonna, like they're, they're not change change the prevention. How prevention like in regards to what prevention in regards like to like in terms of like what we do, for example. I can't lie. 
that isn't a police job. That's that's why I said that's what I'm saying. Has to step up. Uh, Let me get yeah, but because at the, the moment the police are the ones filling that gap. The police are saying they oh, don't want to deal with that sort of stuff. Society has to step up because it's. The thing is, it's not if yeah, exactly. It's because the police we're literally on the side, just like, and what's everybody else doing? Because government, it's like, how aren't you giving money to this project? Like chucking it out there because there's proven results. But then they're like, well, the council couldn't do it, so what makes you think you can? And it's just like, what? Sort out this side, and then what the police have to handle. I guarantee those calls will drop. If society changes, those calls will drop. But right now, everything's left to go wild. Funding's getting pulled away from everything. And then police are getting involved. And when you have certain people getting involved in the police itself, oh, well, society's scum in it. We need to clean this up. That actually sticks. It's, to blame the police solely, I think it's quite unfair because it is, a major- it, is a, it is the minority of officers doing it. However society has to change themselves you can't say f the police and then it's like okay f the police okay then what then what like i'm not a fan of having half conversations f the police okay cool then what then what because i'm all for change i'm all for giving public services sorry giving private companies or whatever local community the power to do what they need to do but then like you know you can't. You have to be able to have something substantial that's going to fill that gap that police are going to leave. I feel like you look going to change up the way you hire certain people, man. I think. Jamie, what's going on? I think the way they hire people. I think they like check this guy's history, like psychology, like psychology wise, isn't it? Like this guy fit or mentally okay, or did he get bullied in school? Now he wants a bit of power for himself. Cause I see a lot of jakes. They got bullied in school. Now they want a bit of power, so they go become a Jake. Uh, police, oh. it? it's Jake. Right? You know what? No, no, no. Wait. I'm gonna ask you, lot. Yeah, I know where it's from. Do you know why they call Jakes? Do you know why they call Jakes? I've always called right. the old. Bill. Back in the day, you lot got what? I don't even think you lot were born. There was a wrestler called Jake the Snake. Oh yeah. Yeah. So police officers, they're sly. They're snakes. You can't call them snakes to their face, so they're called Jakes. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. So if you Google Jake the Snake, you'll see he's a proper wrestler. He used to come to the ring with a snake and everything. That's where the name come from. A lot of people using it, they're just like, oh, I don't know why. That's why they're called Jakes. What are you saying, sorry? I'm cool. What are you saying? What's, what's the topic of conversation? They're just grilling me. What's the conversation? I'm facing the firing squads on behalf of the Metropolitan Police. Huh? I'm facing the firing squad. Everyone's upset with the Metropolitan Police, so I'm yeah. trying to, you know, give perspective. Okay, give perspective. On the grief. Because um, if you ask me, do I hate police? I say, yeah, I hate police. I don't believe in that story. I don't, I don't believe, believe in defunding in the police either. because I see what they deal with. I just think we need to control I don't what think they need to divert nothing. On. They don't need to divert nothing because there's enough money. They just really? need to give money to local communities yeah. to sort stuff out. If you don't give money to local... Imagine if someone turn, the government turned around and said, we're going to give this project 200 grand a year. We're going to give what? Sorry, say that again. Imagine if the government said they'll give this project 200 grand a year. Or all yeah? these knives. Yeah. Imagine what would happen. Imagine how many people on road will come here and life's changed. All of a sudden, there's less people for the police to handle. If someone can turn around and say, listen, I think this needs to be done, you can go to an officer and be like, I want to try something. And they'll be like, yeah, cool, because what you've done, you've done the bulk of the work and you've made a project and you're being like, I think this needs to be done. So they go to their sergeant and be like, someone's come up with an idea. They're looking like, they're, they're looking like champions right now. Oh my gosh, you managed to think of a way to sort out the young people problem. Because they, they don't have that connection, so they're scared. They're scared. They don't want to sit there and take a grid in like this and be like, you lot are shit. Da, 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 da. They don't want that. They're brick scared. So when I turn around and I'm like, I've been doing this for years with them. They're like, oh, oh thank God. <laughs> and so from the time they're like that, I'm like, I've got a bit of sway. And I'll be like, listen, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do for the Met. This is what I do for AAK. I go in between. I just want to make sure that you are aware of these eight sort of kids because this is what we're fighting against. And then they'll be like, oh, okay. Okay, no, it's a charge.
when you lot mess about, that's where I get involved. And the thing is here, nobody can keep a secret, so it's going to come out anyway. Yeah, man, yeah, that's been for two hours, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Franco Frost. Ta-ta. Oh, goodbye. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to One Night Real Talk. That was myself, DJ Fred. You can catch us on Instagram at One Night Real Talk. And we're out. Bye. Thank you.